pay Schechterson on Sheck Sports. Uh, for all of you that are following my other podcast, Mario Poskin Sheck, um, this is actually a new podcast I started uh, called Sheck Sports, where it's going to be my solo takes. Still with guest speakers. Uh, it's going to be my second edition as opposed to being with Dylan and Mario, my two good friends and colleagues. So this is the first show, inaugural show. Thank you for coming on the air. You can follow me on Twitter at Sheck Sports, also on Instagram at Sheck Sports, and I'll also be soon on Spotify and iTunes. Very excited, so thank you to be here on this lovely Monday. Uh, crazy work day for me. I'm uh, ready to get some wings soon with a buddy, but let's get to college football. It was a really phenomenal weekend. Um, a lot of big you know, plays, upsets. To be frank, I think it was one of the best weekends we've had so far in college football. It's really what you're looking for. I want to start off with um, recap. So, again, what a shocker for Stanford. Um, they played a great game. I watched the first half. I, I didn't see the second half, but you know what? I knew it. I said Stanford was going to win. Called it right. Um, you know, they were down to the Ducks. You know, I personally thought Oregon was going to win, but they, you know, Stanford played well. Um, Love, again, had a good game. Um, you know, Stanford comes back in Eugene, Nike Town, USA to win the game. Uh, I thought it was very good. It was really a showcase for the conference. I mean, you had a 38-31 Stanford win in OT. You can't ask for better. Uh, it was great. You know, this guy Costello, I like him a lot, KJ Costello. Uh, he was 19 for 26, threw a bat for 327 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, love again, you know, 19 carries, 89 yards, one TD. You know, it's not a huge rushing game, but, you know, Love is probably one of the big guys on the team. You know, he had a touchdown. He's their motivator. He gets people pumped up. So it was a really great showcase overhaul. Uh, but, I, you know, I give credit to Oregon. This their QB, Jay Herbert, threw for about 346 yards. So you really had a nice offensive game. Um, but it was big. Again, you know, Stanford's 4-0, go Cardinals. Uh, they played very well. You know, Oregon, you know, they lost their 3-1, but they're still ranked. Uh, I think that, you know, in terms of the Pac-12, I would say the conference championship is probably going to come down to Stanford and Washington. I have my Huskies winning against Stanford. But you never know. You know, Oregon could come back. It's very early. You know, the Pac-12 is one of those conferences where really anything can happen. Um, I actually want to talk about more about Stanford later with the rankings, but we'll get back to that. But obviously, go Cardinals. Great win. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, what is to come next. Let's talk about my man. Again, if you know a song called Country Roads, West Virginia University, baby, Will Greer. I mean, he is having a phenomenal year. He threw for five touchdowns on Saturday. This guy's a beast. I honestly have him winning the Heisman unless McSorley can just put up more numbers. I mean, Greer is phenomenal. They beat Kansas State, comfortable win in Morgantown, 35-6. to uh, Let's take a look at his stats, folks. I got my app up right now. 25 for 35, 356 yards, five touchdowns. I mean, he's phenomenal. Um, very dominant. He's a leader. You know, whoever picks him in the draft is going to really be happy with his production. He's he's very productive. Um, you know, and I think Kansas State again. You know, they're always uh, uh, they surprise you. They win. They lose. They're shocking. They're not shocking. But it was really West Virginia's day as usual. I, I think they played a phenomenal game. I see them as one of the most complete teams in the nation. Uh, you know, the receiver Sims. He had about 136 yards, one touchdown. 
this guy, McCoy, uh, 12 carries, 73 yards. So they're very complete. Will Grizz is a great player. Again, like I said, I really think West Virginia can make the Final Four. I don't think they're ready for a national championship yet. But again, you know, it could be like Georgia where they have Jake Fromm, who is a freshman, but he brings them to glory. So, you know, it's early. I don't think West Virginia can win the title, but if they don't, they'll be in a premier bowl game. I'm very excited to see how they finish up the season. So go, uh, yeah, man, go Mountaineers. My shocking loss of the week, Old Dominion beating Virginia Tech. This was a crazy game. I didn't watch it. I had, you know, Virginia Tech winning by at least 30. Uh, I love their team. Go enter Sandman. They, they always put on a show. And, you know, we did have a few upsets this weekend. Uh, very shocking, though. You know, Old Dominion, 49-35. to 35. I think this was their first one ever against – yes, it was their first one ever against the Power 5 program. So go out to, go out to them. Uh, it was, you know, at Old Dominion. So the home crowd probably paid an advantage. Uh, but I don't know. You know, they're – West Virginia, uh, Virginia Tech's QB, Jay Jackson, about 151 yards. This guy from Old Dominion, La Russa, 495, 4 TDs. He had a field day. So, you know, Virginia Tech's 2-1. and one. They're 13th in the nation. Uh, they just need to keep winning. I mean, actually, folks, they're not ranked anymore in the top 25, but they almost have their toughest game next. I mean, actually, their schedule, the next two games, is pretty tough. They play Duke, who's 4-0, ranked 22nd. Then they're playing Notre Dame, go Fighting Irish, uh, who's ranked number eight. And luckily, the Notre Dame game is at Blacksburg, which is a great venue. I've been talking about to Dylan and Mari about going there. For Duke, uh, they are at Duke. So I honestly think the next two games, unless they can really be on point, I think they either beat both teams or they beat Duke. They lose to Notre Dame, but then it could very well turn out they lose to Duke and they beat Notre Dame in a huge upset. I'm very curious to see how they play. Um, but I, I mentioned in my last take about the ACC, so listen to this. Right now in the ACC, every team has a win or above 500 record. Again, every team in the Athletic Coastal Conference has a winning record or above 500. Very impressive. Uh, go ACC. I'm a Tar Heel fan for life, but very, very excited. Um, the teams that really survived in advance this weekend, uh, Oklahoma, and Washington Huskies. So you had Oklahoma um, playing a very dominant game against Army. Go Army beat Navy. Um, Oklahoma wasn't home, but they pulled away 28-21. Great game. Very exciting. Uh, I think that Oklahoma really saved themselves. I, if Oklahoma would have lost again, I think they would have made the Final Four. But then again, if Army would have won, the record would go to 3-1. and one. Oklahoma would have been four and one, uh, three and one. So it's good, you know. Oklahoma really survives and advances. But again, go Army. We're gonna have a show dedicated to, or I'm gonna have a show dedicated to Army Navy rivalry. It's fascinating. If you're ever interested, you should watch a film called A Game of Honor. Really in depth look at both military academies, the Naval Academy in Annapolis, Army up at West Point in upstate New York. Beautiful sixteen thousand acre campus. I would encourage anyone to go. It's it's quite a breathtaking experience. But yeah, go Sooners. Um, again, this guy Murray, I like him a lot for Oklahoma. He had a, about 165 yards. Army, though, had a huge rushing game as usual. As we know, usually the service academies are big on rushing as opposed to passing. But a good game. Um, I also, you know, again, Washington, they pulled away from Arizona State. Also, shout out to Herm Edwards. Really like him. You know, he's a legend. 
miss him, you know, with the the NFL commentary, but he's doing a great job with that program. Huskies survive in advance. I love Browning again. You know, he's got 202 yards in the game, three TDs. I think Browning, if he keeps playing well, throws more passes, more TDs, he can definitely be a Heisman contender. Don't think he's going to win, but I see two things happening. A, Browning gets, you know, at least a Heisman vote. B, Washington makes uh, a bowl game, one of the premier bowl games. C, I think Arizona State may not make a bowl game, but I think their program will be very improved. And obviously, Herm Edwards, I think, may be a candidate for Coach of the Year, obviously doing a great job turning around the program. So shout out to them. I really like what they've done. Uh, they're doing a great job. And um, shout out to the Sun Devils, one of my coworkers, Scout. Actually, I went there, so we've had a good amount to connect on. By the way, this game was at Husky Stadium. For any of you that don't know, Husky Stadium, home to the Huskies, of course. A beautiful venue. It's actually ranked in the top 25 in the nation to go to. Beautiful scenery, phenomenal uh, architecture. The aesthetics are amazing. People kind of like the Giants in baseball park their boats on the water. And uh, we'll be doing a segment about college football's most prized venues uh, later in the year. So that's great. Uh, coaches who really saved their jobs, quote-unquote, for the week. Uh, Jim Harbaugh. You know, Michigan actually played a game. They scored 56 points. Uh, 56, folks. That's that's quite a number. They improved to 3-1. and one. I had Nebraska actually winning. Actually, I'm sorry. I had Michigan winning the game. But I had Nebraska as maybe one of those bubble upsets. The game was at the big house. Uh, they surprised me. You know, this guy Patterson, I actually brought him on my college fantasy football team. I didn't start him. I, I put Greer up there, which I'm happy about, but he did pretty, pretty well. 15 for 22, about 120 yards. I think Michigan right now, they're at a point where they just need to keep up the momentum. We've seen in recent years how Michigan, you know, they win a game by 30. They lose a game by 30. They beat Ohio State. They lose to Penn State. They need consistency. I'm pulling up the Michigan schedule right now. So you're, they're playing Northwestern next week. Then they're playing Maryland. Their big schedule, actually, they have one of the toughest in the nation. Listen to this, folks. So you got um, Saturday, October. You have the 13th of October. They're playing Wisconsin, currently ranked 15. Saturday, the 20th of October, their main rivals, the Spartans, ranked 21st in the country. Then they play Penn State. So those are three crucial games. I mean, I can tell you if if Michigan beats Northwestern, beats Maryland, and then finds a way to either beat at least one of the three teams between Wisconsin, Michigan State, or Penn State, beats both, or the miracle is they beat three, they'll be in great shape to at least make a bowl game. I don't think Michigan's going to make the final playoff spot. But again, and like, you know, any given Saturday could happen, any given Thursday or Friday in college football. But overall, Jim Harbaugh, I think he saved his position for the year. They beat a team they were expected to beat maybe at another previous year. You know, Nebraska's a lot better, but that's a program, I think, like Michigan State, where a few years since Cousins left have really been on the decline. I think, I don't know too much about Nebraska. You know, I know Lincoln Riley, the coach, but I think that Nebraska is a team that overall will come back into fruition, but they have a lot to do. So that was great. Um, going on to the most dominant team of the week, it's no surprise it's Ohio State. I mean, these guys are putting up PlayStation, ESPN, X-Level numbers. I'm blown away by watching their games. 
another very dominant win this week. Uh, they 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 crushed um, you know their opponent. They were up against Tulane. Hey, go Green Wave! My sister Jane goes there. I have to go visit New Orleans. A great city. If none of you have been there before. Jazz, Mardi Gras, the whole nine yards. But you know what? I said to my sister, Hey, if if you guys at least put up six points against uh, Ohio State at the shoe, respect. They did do that, but they lost a major score, forty nine to six. Again, you know Haskins and uh, you know this guy. Uh, Martell, I call him Thunder and Lightning. You know, Haskins, again, five TDs, 304 yards. He's a force. Um, he, he's a force to be reckoned with. You know, you think about Ohio State, they've always had a leader. So, again, they had TJ Barrett, one of the greatest of all time. They have Haskins. You know, later they'll have Martell. So, they've really been a program I'm sure everyone's aware of within the past four or five years that when I think of Ohio State, the first thing I think of is the quarterback position. Whether it's an out-of-pocket runner as Barrett is, or now they're transitioning to the passing game, which I frankly find more entertaining. The big plays, you get people involved, you throw some runs in there, but it's great to see. So, again, good for them. I know I talked about this on my Saturday take. Obviously, College Game Day covered it. I think that they still have a long way to go with their perception and their accountability. You know, I'm curious to see what Meyer does as the season progresses, but. You know what the important thing is? That the guys are playing well. You can't let a coach dominate what the team is being, um, what the team is able to do on the field. You know, the coaches coach, the players play, as they say in sports. So the players are going to play great. The coaches, they're either going to do the right thing or they're not going to do great. Either way, go Buckeyes. You know, I'm a Michigan fan when it comes to it because my, you know, two great sisters who are both Michigan fans. But respect to Ohio State. They played very well. I think that their true test is going to be A, in the championship game for their conference, the Big Ten, and B, you know, the college football semis. Um, but, you know, I don't think they can win a championship. I, I think that they're not complete. They are the most complete team in the nation right now, but I need some more. You know, I, I want to see a running back have a huge game, a wide receiver. I want to see, like, Alabama. The beauty of sports is, you know, the great thing about sports is you have teams that the, the, when you find out the true colors of a team, it's when they really fight to the last inch, you know. When Ohio State's fourth and one at Michigan, they're down by like three points. What are they going to do? You know, they're down by 15 against Penn State. How are they going to come back? And in those games, in those moments, you find out what a true program is defined by. So, you know, I think with all the talk about who's the most dominant team, I think you throw away all of these, and then it comes to that, like, for instance, Ohio State, they're going to Happy Valley next weekend. Probably one of the best games we're going to watch this season. The question is, how do they play against the, another big boy, you know? Now they're actually going to have to play a dominant team where they cannot slack off where the margin of error is so tiny that one turnover can define a season. So I'm really looking forward to see how Ohio State does in that situation. Again, with Alabama, you know, all dynasties come to an end. There's going to be a point where Alabama loses, and whether you're a diehard Crimson Tide fan or you're a person like me who wants to see someone else win or you're just a sports fanatic, there's going to be a point where they lose. And the key for anything, as in life, is what do you do when you experience loss? Do you pick up the pieces and you move on to the next step and, 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 and elevate your status? 
or do you let that one loss as opposed to five wins tear your team apart? So we're going to see what happens, but I'm very excited to see where Ohio State ends up this year. Again, college game day. Coming to uh, Happy Valley. It should be a great day. I'm expecting a very hostile atmosphere. Again, um, Sports Check and also Mario Poskenshek will be on the road. Go Badgers, my team. I got a Jonathan Taylor jersey. We're going to be at the whiteout against uh, Penn State. Um, it's going to be November, I believe, 10th on a Saturday. Not sure when the time of the game is yet. Most likely we were hoping College Game Day would be there for that game, but usually uh, Zone, the gents usually just pick one game for that one school. Either way, I think that the Ohio State-Penn State game will be huge. Obviously, Penn State, if, if, if Penn State wins this weekend, which I hope they do, you know, they stand defeated. Wisconsin, if they stay undefeated and don't lose any more games, then that um, Wisconsin-Penn State game may be even bigger than this one because it could be a, I think it would be a closer score. I think Ohio State-Penn State is going to be a shootout, but I would say at this point, you know, I have Penn State beating Ohio State by at least 14. I think it's going to be close. They're going to have one team that really just gains the momentum and carries the ball down the field and kind of quote-unquote shuts out the opponent uh, bragging rights. So we'll see what happens, but that was very interesting. Uh, so here's a, a quick top 25. I didn't do all the teams, but let me tell you the top 10 rankings so far. This was released on Monday by the AP poll and USA Today. You have um, number one in the nation. Not a surprise, the Alabama Crimson Tide 4-0. Number two, Georgia Bulldogs 4-0. Number three, the Tigers from Death Valley 4-0. Um, number four, Ohio State Buckeyes 4-0. Number five, the Tigers of LSU, also Death Valley 4-0. The Sooners from Oklahoma, 4-0. The Cardinals from Stanford, 4-0. The Fighting Irish from the House That Jesus Built, 4-0. Auburn, 3-1. Um, Washington, 3-1. Washington Huskies, 3-1. And at number 12, West Virginia, 3-0. So I had an interesting point I brought up to people. Now, again, the system, you know, it's obviously computer-generated. The playoff committee is people. Nothing is ever correct. But... I was a little taken aback. Every, basically every pick made sense to me. The the real question is, you get down to number seven. All right, so you have Stanford. Now, let me pull up Stanford's schedule real quick, folks. Um, a lot of respect to the Cardinals, but I, I'd like to kind of clear the waters on this. So Stanford currently is 4-0. They're in the Pac-12, which I think like the ACC is usually underrated. So, so far, their first game... They beat San Diego State 31-10, to so you're expecting an opening win. Their biggest win of the season really so far, I think, besides, even bigger than the Ducks is really USC. They beat USC 17-10, to which is huge. You, you hold the Trojans to three points. They beat UC Davis, not really relevant, 30-10. to They beat Oregon 38-31. So, you know, they're 4-0. But if you shoot down to number 12, this is my issue. So... You have West Virginia University, 3-0, that's ranked at number 12. They don't have any losses, and they're and they're actually ranked after two teams with a one loss, Auburn Washington. One is, uh, of course, Washington, also the Pac-12, Auburn, the SEC. So I get it because of the schedule. But let's go to, uh, yeah, let's go to West Virginia. Let's just see what their overall schedule has been like. So uh, West Virginia. Their most recent win was against Kansas State, 35-10, to 10, 
Will Greer, 356 yards, 5 TDs, right? So that was their most recent game. Then you have, uh, give me one sec, the app's uh, loading up. So you had that. Then you had West Virginia meeting Youngstown State, 52-7, to right? A blowout. And again, um, Will Greer, 332 yards, 4 TDs. Then you have the opening weekend, which actually I thought was going to be the opposite. I thought it was going to be the upset of the year so far. West Virginia beating Tennessee. Volunteers, 40-14. to And again, Greer, another five uh, touchdown game. So it's puzzling to me because, you know, I, I get at the end of the day, Stanford, look, two big wins, they're 4-0. The only reason why West Virginia isn't 4-0 is because of the hurricane, which frankly shouldn't be an excuse because... They've won three games. They've shut their opponents out more than 30 points. Greer has uh, thrown for about, you know, five TDs. And um, it's, you know, it's big. Um, West Virginia's controlled the ball, I believe, a total of about 80 minutes per game, which is huge. Um, they, they really can play. So I was a little puzzled about that. I thought it would be a lot different. Um, but, you know, sometimes the system just pans out a certain way. And, um, you know, kind of is what it is. But I, I really expected West Virginia to be kept in the top 10. Look, at, let, me, let me just read some stats real quick. So, Will Greer, his total passing yards for the season is 1,110. He's got 14 touchdowns, only three interceptions. His completion rating is, holy Toledo, it's off the charts. He's 74.7%. His yards for completion is about 16 the team as a total are 100% in reg down efficiency, 12 for 12. They've got a total of 127 points in four games. So you're roughly averaging about 32 points per game. To be precise, about 31.75. Their kicking is 16 for 16. Their time possession is 83 minutes. I mean, I, you could bet your house on that. I mean, that's, that's astronomical. You're, you're, you're talking about just shutting down your opponent to a point where you can maybe start your B team. So, again, you know, I get it, but at the end of the day, if I had to, you know, put out the rankings myself, and I think what really should be happening right now, I would have the opposite. You know, I would even put, to say the least, I would put Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State, LSU, Oklahoma. Then after Oklahoma, I would put Notre Dame. Then I would put WVU, you know, followed by Stanford, Auburn, Washington. So we'll see what happens. Um, overall, I, I did pretty well. I was about 17 games correct in my predictions, six wrong. Um, again, you know, you had this week, the big wins were from Central Florida, Penn State, Wisconsin. You had Georgia winning, Notre Dame, Michigan. Um, you had Boston College lose a shocker to Purdue. Alabama beat A&M. Clemson beat Georgia Tech. Uh, Ohio State beat Tulane, West Virginia beat Kansas State, Old Dominion beat Virginia Tech, another big upset, Miami, the U beat Florida International, go turnover chain, Texas, another big upset, beat TCU, frankly, I think TCU will not get a playoff spot because they've had two back-to-back -back losses, one to a ranked team where I would have given them the upper advantage because it was close against Ohio State, and Ohio State's very dominant, but you lose to Texas, who's unranked, at Texas in an in-state game, I, I think they're not going to make a playoff spot. They'll make a bowl game. BYU won. Obviously, Oklahoma won. LSU go Tigers. 4-0 beat Louisiana Tech. Kentucky, baby. The Bluegrass State, 4-0. I'm really curious to see how they play. Beat Mississippi State. 
You had Texas Tech beat Oklahoma State, Auburn beat Arkansas, Michigan State won, Stanford won, and you had Washington beat Arizona State. So overall, great week. Um, I will be back on the air um, probably Friday. Saturday I am going to Dillon's, so we will probably do a take at night. We're thinking of maybe a little showcase to mix it up before the granddaddy of them all matches, Penn State uh, hosting Ohio State. Um, I'll also have a solo take. Again, uh, this is uh, Sp- uh, Sheck Sports. Follow me on Twitter at Sheck Sports. Follow me on Instagram at Sheck Sports. I will be active on Go- um, Instagram. Sorry, I'll be active on Twitter and Spotify soon. Knock on wood when I get approved. You can always give me takes. Um, I'm going to be at my good old college, McDaniel on the Hill. For homecoming, I'm going to do a special take to my brothers in Phi Kappa Sigma, 1850, you know. I'm also going to be doing a special take with my friend, uh, one of my closest friends from college, uh, a great guy, Corey Glocker, who was a a four-year varsity uh, athlete on the tennis team, Um, played with great teammates, uh, to name a few, Will Giles, um, Maddie Simmons, uh, Lisa, um, Justin Ather. So there are a lot of great athletes. Go McDaniel Tennis. It's a great program. I think that we're going to do a take on sports in general, and I, I, I think that with all we talk about with the D1 teams or the D2 teams or the D3 teams, that every team should get the right funding. You know, I would go to tennis matches, and these guys put in enough work as a, fo- as a football player. It really doesn't matter what sport you're on. It's what you give on and off the field. So shout out to them. But, yeah, this is, again, this is Sports Check. We're out to you. Bye. Fellow sponsor is Mario Poskinchek. Planet Fitness. Go to Planet Fitness today. No judgment zone. Get the uh, black card, the ability to use any gym in the nation for free, which I can do. Bring a buddy. You never know. Great place to meet people and network. Again, this is Sports uh, Check Sports. Have a great Monday. Have a great week. Uh, take it one day at a time, as the great Jim Valvano said at NC State. Survive in advance, and we will see you soon. Thanks again, and have a great night, guys. Thanks again.